This is preeminently the time to speak the truth, the whole truth, frankly and boldly. Nor need we shrink from honestly facing conditions in our country today. This great nation will endure as it has endured, will revive and will prosper. So first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Nameless, unreasoning, unjustified terror which paralyzes needed efforts to convert retreat into advance. I was listening in rapt attention to that booming, faintly nasal voice on the radio, the voice that in the last year or so had become so familiar, the voice of Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And now, after what seemed an eternity after his election, it was now official. I glanced quickly at the calendar on my desk. March 4th, 1933. The inauguration of FDR as our 32nd president was finally taking place, and let him starve Hoover and his ineffectual minions were out on their ears. Their shameful treatment of the Bonus Army last summer still left a bad taste in everyone's mouth, but now you could feel the sense of relief, even of optimism, that here at last was a man who might actually do something about the Depression. There was a knock on the door, shy, hesitant, and fearful, as they all are. I did not welcome the interruption. Come in, I almost barked. The door opened. I was looking up at a tall, stocky man, extremely, almost excessively, well-dressed in topcoat and silk hat. A young, old face, young in years, but old in the haggard circles under the eyes. He was carrying a briefcase. Mr. Scintilla? he asked timidly. Yeah. He looked quickly behind him at the empty lobby. You, uh, your receptionist isn't there. I looked up at his eyes, coldly. She isn't there because I don't have one, not anymore. The depression had hit private detectives as hard as it had hit others. He shambled into the room, almost sliding into the chair in front of my desk. You come highly recommended. I thought he was going to say more. When he didn't, I said, glad to hear it. I guess I wasn't being very helpful, but I really did want to listen to that inauguration speech. I also didn't feel much like working today. But my customer was not to be deterred. Gaining courage, he opened his briefcase with a crisp snap and proceeded to lay a succession of articles on my nearly empty desk. A small business card, well printed, with only three words and a telephone number on it. A photograph of a young woman. A newspaper clipping, evidently a marriage announcement. A notebook or diary, much written in. After he had finished his work, he looked expectantly at me as if he thought I could divine his purpose and intent from the mere act of laying objects on my desk. I looked blandly back at him, saying, Yes? He picked up the business card and handed it to me. Does that mean anything to you? I took it. This is what it read. The Removal Company, Murray Hill, 4-3802. I put it down. No. 
It must be near here, don't you think? Eagerly. I looked down at the number again. I guess so. This is obviously a Murray Hill phone number, and that sure is where we are now. What do you want me to do? Call it? His eyes opened wide. Good God, no! The prospect actually appeared to horrify him. I mean, not yet. Perhaps you will want to later. I was getting tired of this. Mister, maybe you'd better explain just what you want. Your name would be a good start. He looked abashed. Sorry, it's just, uh, I mean, the whole thing is so strange. He took a deep breath and expelled it.